This year marks the 100th anniversary of one of the most infamous events in American sports history, the Black Sox scandal. If you like the book or the movie Eight Men Out, hear the full story of the eight Chicago White Sox players who were banned from baseball for conspiring with gamblers to lose the 1919 World Series. New details have been uncovered that provide fresh insight into the scandal. So subscribe to the Infamous America podcast from Black Barrel Media on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any player of your choice. The series is available right now. Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years, over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolster, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. And we're also on Spotify now, so you can find us there. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years, and on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Blinder is the way high-performance teams connect their talent with the media and fans. It lets communications managers provide unprecedented access to their athletes, entertainers, and executives while respecting everyone's privacy and time. Blinder makes phone calls magic. Request a demo today at blinderhq.com backslash sbradio. Well, thanks for joining us this week on Sports Business Radio. Joining me, as always, in studio, executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? My squeaky mic and me are doing well. <laughs> I need some WD-40 in here. You no, do. it's good. It's all good. Uh, let's talk some headlines before we get to our guests on this week's show. First, the NCAA has amended its certification process for agents representing basketball players who are deciding whether to stay in school or explore the NBA and will no longer require them to have a bachelor's degree. Instead, agents who don't have a bachelor's degree will have to be in good standing with the National Basketball Players Association. This comes in reference to what many were calling the Rich Paul rule. Rich Paul doesn't have a bachelor's degree, but represents LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, and many others. And people saw this as a way to not have him in the mix because they see that he's been so successful. It's been interesting, the NCAA's response and a lot of players, including LeBron James, put a lot of pressure on the NCAA to amend this rule. Yeah, it kind of blew up on Twitter and uh, on social this last couple days because uh, it's just it's the NCAA who always seems like they're in some kind of a tornado. And it's always just a swirl around trying to figure out what to do with this and paying athletes and not paying athletes. And here we go again with kind of a, you know, how the agents system works. So I don't know. It's kind of it's a toss up for me. I don't know how I feel about it. It's kind of I'm kind of on the on the fence with it. I mean, look, if you are someone like Rich Paul, who, uh, and we've talked about him before on this show, yes, he has made his name largely on the back of LeBron James, but yes, he's done a good job negotiating contracts for other athletes, like the ones we just mentioned, and he didn't have a bachelor's degree, but he's worked hard, and he's made his way in the world, and there's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of successful people who don't have a bachelor's degree, so some people saw it as discrimination, 
I think, frankly, it was just the NCAA not thinking this through and thinking that this really applied to Rich Paul. And uh, like you said, there's so many things that NCAA does where you're like, did they think that through? No, they didn't. But, you know, good for them for saying, you know what, we're going to amend this rule immediately instead of defending it True. and trying to push it through because they were going to lose this battle in the in the PR realm because yeah. when you're going up against LeBron James and Rich Paul and Ben Simmons and Anthony Davis and Draymond Green and people like that, you're just not going to win and it's going to make your organization not look very good. So uh, that's one headline this week. The other, Antonio Brown. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, <laughs> Greg. So he goes from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Oakland Raiders. Everyone in Raider Nation is excited. But then he goes for cryotherapy in France last month, and he gets frostbite <laughs> on his feet. Those pictures are on social media. Yeah. His feet look grotesque. You wonder, how is this guy ever going to walk again, much less <laughs> run routes on the NFL field? And now he's coming out, and he's saying that, I don't want to wear the helmet because there's new helmets, and the NFL said, here are the approved helmets. You have to wear one of these helmets. Look, Tom Brady's not happy about it. There's other players not happy about it. Uh, Antonio Brown filed a grievance against the NFL. He lost that, so now he's saying he'll get back on the field. But this guy hasn't even played a game yet for the Raiders, and there's all this drama around He's with the perfect team. It's like it fits with the Raiders, right? Their whole mantra of uh, insane, weird stories throughout the years with Al Davis and all the way up to current. But the thing that baffles me still is you're a wide receiver, your body is your moneymaker, and right. you're getting cryotherapy and not putting the right shoes on. Like, how does that even happen? I don't know. <laughs> That's I the mean, part that keeps yeah. baffling me. Yeah. And then the whole helmet thing. I mean, it's like, it's their NFL's doing what they're trying to do, protect these guys' heads. Right. You gotta go with it. I mean, they're trying to do to make you healthier. Well, in any industry, there's always evolution. Whether you fly a plane and there's new tools in the cockpit, or, you know, you have new tools here in our recording studio. There's always new tools. In this case, it is safety first. And people want that safety. So, yes, it's not what you're familiar with. But if it's going to make your health better or it's going to make your industry better, then that's what you've got to go with. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. I know many of our Sports Business Radio listeners and my friends with pro sports teams fly by private or charter plane. So let me offer you this scattering report that will save you time and money. When flying into or out of New York City, there can often be long delays. That's why you want to fly into the brand new, pristine Republic Jet Center, located in Farmingdale, New York. That's just 30 minutes outside of New York City, making it the airport with the fastest time into Manhattan. Don't get caught up in delays flying into Teterboro or White Plains. Choose Republic Jet Center, and you'll experience all the reasons why you chose to fly privately. Republic Jet Center is a full-service, signature-select FBO that delivers an unparalleled level of customer service and safety to the private and charter jet industry. Enjoy Republic Jet Center's luxurious lobby and contemporary lounge in their new 100,000-square-foot facility. The concierge staff will gladly assist you with making any reservations you need while you're in New York City, from ground transportation arrangements, dining reservations, or even helping you with chartering a helicopter flight to Manhattan or the Hamptons. That'd be nice. Their comprehensive white glove FBO service and premier affiliations are compelling reasons why aircraft owners and operators benefit from selecting Republic Jet Center. 
Whenever I fly private in or out of New York City for the Sports PR Summit or the Sports Business Radio Roadshow, I now have a terrific new option, Republic Jet Center. For more information, visit RepublicJetCenter.com or call them at 631-881-9520. Follow them on Twitter at Republic Jet Center, and that's C-T-R for center, or on Instagram at Republic Jet Center. Republic Jet Center, the official private airport partner of Sports Business Radio and the Sports PR Summit. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. All right, so we haven't had a chance to uh, chop it up, Griggs, in a while because we've had a pretty great run with interviews. Damian Lillard, Tim Howard, Rick Welts. If you've missed any of those interviews, make sure to find us on iTunes or Spotify under Sports Business Radio. Please subscribe to our podcast. But... You know, it was so cool doing those interviews. And one of the things I pride our show on is that we have unique and different conversations. So lots of people have heard Damian Lillard and Tim Howard interviewed, but we had a different conversation with them. And the Lillard conversation, Griggs, blew up. Yeah. I mean, it was on SportsCenter. It was on Bleacher Report. It was all over social media. And the key soundbite was, you know, he said – that dagger shot against Oklahoma City that was the clinching shot of the series, he goes, that was for Seattle. Which, of course, if you follow basketball, you know that the Oklahoma City Thunder used to be the Seattle Supersonics. So that was cool. It was kind of a, not a throwaway comment, but kind of an aside comment. We laughed about it. But as soon as he said it, I was like, ooh, that might make some headlines. (laughs) And and sure enough, it did. Yeah, he he called it, too. After the interview, we were just kind of, you know, shooting the breeze, and he's like, that's the outcome. It's going to go. I know it's going to go. <laughs> and sure enough, it went. So that was pretty fun. But he just came out with his new album. So uh, Dame Dalla, if you haven't heard Dame's music before, it's really good. I, I honestly think he's the best athlete rapper in all of sports. Yeah. Uh, his album is good. He feels like this third album of his is his best so you can find that on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you get your music. But Dame Dalla, uh, go out and check out his music. But he talked about his creative process with music. He talked about his endorsement deals, his work with Adidas. He's right here in Portland, so he's able to hop over for meetings with them. Then Tim Howard. I just love Tim Howard. I think he's the best goalie who I've seen in my lifetime. Maybe yeah. there were better goalies before, but he's great. And then, of course... Uh, he battles Tourette syndrome and has been a champion for those with Tourette's through his Howard Heroes program. And then he's going to be retiring. So he's moving into team ownership, broadcasting. I really thought that was a great conversation, too. Yeah, and he's he's really uh, has a soft spot, spot for kids, too. And that's really cool to see in his foundation how much he's helped kids uh, talk about their Tourette's, the issue that they deal with every day. So it's been cool to see that. And, yeah, I think he uh, – you can tell he's excited about team ownership. He loves still being in the industry. And he's going to be a great broadcaster because he's got so much knowledge and so many years of uh, playing the game. I think he'll be fun to see on TV and where he goes because he's just uh, a genuine cool guy. And then Rick Welts, who is a Basketball Hall of Famer and the president of the Golden State Warriors, they're opening the Chase Center. So we got the lowdown on the new Chase Center before that opens in a few weeks. We even heard his favorite flavor of Jelly Belly, because we like (laughs) Jelly Bellies, too. And that was a fun conversation uh, with Rick, too. I've been wanting to have him on for a long time. And hopefully, Griggs, we can sneak on down to Chase Center and uh, check out a Warriors game. That building looks absolutely state-of-the-art. Like, 
the newest, shiniest building in all of sports. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, you could tell he was just giddy about it. He was excited, yeah. nervous still about it because they're still, you know, getting to that point of op- actually opening, but really exciting. And the, uh, the thing that I thought was cool about, it, he was talking about how it's not just an arena. There's a whole retail area. There's yeah. restaurants. It's going to be an event space to come hang out before the game, after the game, for a concert, and all this other stuff. So I think it's going to be a really cool community spot for uh, the Warriors and the whole area. Well, and the Warriors own the arena. They run the food and beverage, and he talked about, you know, San Francisco has some of the best food in the world. So it's going to be a foodie arena. It's not going to be, oh, have a pretzel and a hot dog and an overpriced pizza. Speaking of overpriced food, I have to say this. (laughs) We went to Universal Studios, and I'm now bringing my daughter, Sophia, into the conversation. Um, We went to Universal Studios, and Griggs, I kid you not, we went to have lunch and a pizza. $50 for a pizza or $10 a slice at Universal. So one of the things I hate is when you go to sporting events or you go to parks like Disneyland or Universal, and they completely inflate the food prices. But I got to tell you, in all my years, I've never seen a pizza priced as high as $50 for seven slices of pizza. Sophia Berger, what did you think about that? How do you cut a pizza into seven slices? Yeah, like, that's, that's a good not, question. That's not, like, normal. Isn't it eight slices? Yeah, it's either eight, six. It's always an even number. Yeah, seven. You can cut in half, that in half, and yeah. So how is seven? All right, let's back up here. Uh Earlier in the summer, Sophia joined us and we previewed our summer ahead. We had two big trips to Washington, D.C. and then to Los Angeles. Let's start with Washington, D.C. We walked 34 miles or 33 miles in four days. We saw all the monuments, but we sat inside of the Supreme Court. We went to the Rotunda. Sophia, what was your favorite thing that we did in Washington, D.C.? I definitely like the Supreme Court. I'm a major like Supreme Court nerd and everything, so. And you like Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yes. The notorious RBG. And, uh, yeah, I mean, seeing that, and we went to Arlington Cemetery, I mean, it really is an amazing place, and so much takes place in D.C., and we were there during the 50th anniversary of Neil Armstrong's Moonwalk. So, the Moonwalk Festival was going on. We saw his spacesuit in the Smithsonian. All the Smithsonians are amazing. There's a new dinosaur exhibit there that I encourage our listeners to go see. You know, Griggs, you go there and you see dinosaurs and fossils that are billions of years old. And I'm like, we're such a blip in the history of the world. Like, we are just a tiny blip in the history of the world when you look at the big picture of things. But the other thing is we went to Georgetown University and I had never been to Georgetown before and we went to the law school and young Sophia here uh, was pretty impressed with Georgetown, right? Mm-hmm. And you've been wearing your Georgetown law sweatshirt like nonstop. I think no, that thing could walk no. by itself now. We just washed it. Just for the record, we washed it like last night. So it's clean and it never smelled. So we're okay. So okay, but you're really liking that sweatshirt. It's a pretty comfortable sweatshirt. The hoodie. Yeah. All right. So we went to D.C. That was outstanding. Then we went to Los Angeles. And like we just said, we went to Universal Studios. The other thing we did is we went and visited my old friend from Portland, Colin Coward. And we sat on the set of The Herd at Fox. And Sophia, that was pretty cool, too, to sit down with Colin, learn about how he does his show 
how he books his guests and to sit literally on his set and watch him do a show. Mm-hmm. What did you learn that day? Oh, I don't know. We just kind of, we got to watch it and I thought that was really cool. We got to sit on his set and then we got to talk to him for a little bit afterwards. We got to see all the TV cameras. And we got to see on the Fox lot, uh, I'm kind of a Beverly Hills 90210 guy and oh the boy. set, the Peach Pit was there. So I was excited about that and all the promos for the new 90210. So that was exciting. And just pulling onto the lot at Fox is pretty impressive. And what they've done there with their sports setup uh, was cool, too. So that was fun. And then we went to Universal. And I would tell you this. If you go to Universal, as opposed to Disney, there's like four or five really good rides. And because of that, Everything gets Everyone's congested. in line. So you're looking at three-hour waits for rides, whereas at Disneyland, Jurassic there's World. more rides. It's more spread out. So you're looking at maybe 90-minute waits for the top Disneyland ride. So if you're going to go to Universal, they offer a VIP pass, but it's like $200 more than your normal pass. So instead of Fast Pass at Disneyland... It's like $500 per ticket. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Now, you did like Harry Potter, though, right? Yes, that was the absolute best ride ever. I think that tops even, like, Space Mountain at Disney World, or Disneyland and Disney World. Yeah, you kind of feel like you're flying through the air with yeah. the ride. Um, it's, it's some... Don't go on that ride if you get motion sick, though, because there's a lot of turns and you almost go upside down once and your favorite ride was at the end the mummy no that <laughs> i did not like that ride at all you can go on that ride i don't care but i personally do not like that ride i do not like roller coasters at all and it's this whole thing where you go really quickly and there's all these fast turns you go down and up and down all that good stuff then you get to this one part and you watch this guy getting eaten alive by beetles, and then they have these air pockets that they blow on your legs, and it makes you feel like beetles are crawling up your legs, and you can't do anything about it because you're strapped into the seat, and it's uh, it's bad. And then, at the very end of the ride, after you get eaten by the beetles, they make the roller coaster yeah, go they pull you all the way backwards. backwards. So everything you just went through to get to that little clip and have beetles crawling up your legs, you go through, but backwards. And it's dark. And I didn't like that. All right. So that was the two highlights of our summer. Trip to Washington, D.C., trip to Los Angeles. Now you've got soccer tryouts coming up. Uh, you heard Tim Howard in an interview. We listened to that again today and talking about playing goalie. You play goalie. Soccer tryouts. You're going into high school. So this is this is big time, Sophia. Uh, how are you feeling about soccer tryouts? Eh. Are you excited to play soccer? Yeah. You're just a little Obviously. nervous. You're just a yes. little nervous. All right. Well, you're going to do fine. Mm. All right. So good summer overall. What, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give uh, the summer? 11. Oh, nice. All right. I like to hear that. Let's bring, bring uh, Griggs back on to the, uh, the microphone. Griggs, uh, happy anniversary week to you. You're going to be going to Las Vegas with your lovely wife. We've set up some... Uh, VIP yeah. accommodations for you. <clears throat> I just checked; it's going to be 110 every day, so oh. we will be nice and warm. 
Wow. Which you my, better be using Art of Sport <laughs> yeah. sunscreen. Two layers, three layers, possibly. <laughs> now it'll be fun. We, uh, thanks for the connection. Uh, we're staying at the Aria, which we haven't been to, but I've yeah. had huge reviews. Everybody on Facebook says that's the best place. We love going there. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. And, uh, I got us a cabana for one of the pool days. So oh, we'll be you're going chilling in style. We should have, yeah. remember we went to Miami. Yeah. And they offered like the cabanas. Yeah. You're going VIP <laughs> cabana. Doing, yeah, we're doing cabana with the misters and the fan and everything. So it'll uh, be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Fly out tomorrow. And they bring you like some fruity drinks at yeah, the pool. Yeah, you, you get like a cheese plate and you get the fruity drinks and yeah, it'll be fun. All right, some things to recommend while you're there. Yeah. Uh, go do a spa day. Or yeah, half a yeah. day for spa. Right, right. That's always fun. Even if you just like, you know, sit in the sauna, you don't have to get massage or whatever, but sure. that's, it's fun. Breaks up the day. Right. You guys, I don't think are big gamblers, but we'll, if, we'll do some though. Yeah. Craps is fun. It's yeah. a very social. Right. She th- likes blackjack. Um, yeah, craps is cool. Uh, even just pulling a couple slots is fun for me. I just like the sounds of it and everything. So I don't know. I'm pretty easy, easily entertained. Now, there's great restaurants in Las Vegas, but I will tell you, because I know you're a big fan, In-N-Out is on the Strip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you can go like right on the Strip there. It used to be only off the Strip. Yeah. Now they have an In-N-Out right on the Strip. That's so cool. You, you walk like 10 minutes from your hotel. Ooh, nice. And there you are. You're you're having a double-double with cheese. <laughs> that might have to happen. I know that's what you demand when we go to well, LA. Yeah. Got to happen. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's good to know because uh, Trisha, my wife, has never had In and Out, so that might You've be. You've got to be kidding me! I know, no, it's true. That's never blasphemy. It. it is right. <laughs> oh my god! When we were just in, uh, we went to Manhattan Beach too in California, and they had In and Out, but then they also had Shape Shack. Well, yeah, that's a good one too. I was like, you know what? Shape Shack doesn't even compare to no. In and Out. In and Out is better. They do have better milkshakes, though. Shake Shack does. For me. Maybe. A couple better flavors. Other yeah. options. Yeah, bur- I mean, if uh, you're called better. Shake Shack, you got to bring it with the burger's shake, better right? in and out. I agree. Yeah. All right. So have fun uh, in Las Vegas. We'll look forward to uh, a full report about the uh, cabana by the pool, yes. <laughs> the sunburn. Yeah. Hopefully not. And uh, hopefully you'll see some shows. There's some good shows there. Are there. Always, yes, there go, is. That's go see true. a show and uh, just uh, enjoy it. Hopefully you come back. You, like, broke... Vegas and brought them to their knees at the blackjack and, and craps tables. Yep. And uh, you'll be like the new owner of Sports Business Radio. <laughs> yeah. We'll just buy a hotel there ourselves after our couple million uh, slot pool. That's right. We'll just go over there every week and do Sports Business Radio from the casino that you won That's while right. you were in <laughs> I like it. Las Vegas. Coming up next, interviews with Matthias Metternich, who is the co-founder and CEO of Art of Sport, and Jay Sharman the co-founder and CEO of Teamworks Media and La Vida Baseball. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. When it comes to stadiums and arenas, every sports pro knows wireless wins. And when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art Wi-Fi and cellular services that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about 5G? Boingo's expert team helps you carry the ball through a complex technology landscape to deliver wireless solutions that will delight fans and deepen loyalty season after season. Here's another kicker. Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. With Boingo, stadiums and arenas enjoy unique operating efficiencies, 
revenue opportunities, and digital insights into their fan base. That's a win-win. Boingo works with major league sports venues like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, and University Stadiums like University of Louisville and K-State. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. If you would like more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. Blinder is the way high-performance teams connect their talent with the media and fans. It lets communications managers provide unprecedented access to their athletes, entertainers, and executives while respecting everyone's privacy and time. Blinder makes phone calls magic. Request a demo today at blinderhq.com backslash SB radio. Joining us this week on the Blinder guest line is Matthias Metternich, CEO and co-founder of Art of Sport. Also joining us is Jay Sharman, the founder and CEO of Teamworks Media. My guest is Matthias Metternich. He is the co-founder and CEO of Art of Sport. You can find them online at artofsport.com. You can find them on Twitter at Go Art of Sport. Thanks for joining me, Matthias. How are you today? Great. I'm fantastic. Let's start with the story behind the art of sport. You've got some really interesting athletes involved with you, Kobe Bryant, James Harden, many others. What was the impetus for starting this company? Well, it starts it starts many years ago. I, I was an athlete my whole life. Um and did all kinds of sports and had all kinds of injuries and sunburns and dandruff and dry skin and what have you. And I, I grew up basically, you know, looking to brands in the sports space who could help me become a better athlete, but there was no one really focused on skin and helping get my skin into to, to peak performance, getting me my skin feeling fresh um, uh, and giving me the confidence to go out on the field and perform and protect me from the elements. And so I always knew through the journey of being an athlete that there was, there was, there weren't options for me when it came to my skin. Um, but the really, it came together when I moved to Los Angeles and I met my co-founder, Brian Lee, uh, Brian founded uh, the honest company with Jessica Alba. So was, was, was already very involved in the skincare uh, industry. But when we got together and looked at the, looked at the arena and looked at the players in the space, we found that, a lot of brands were using the word sport. If you go into the men's grooming aisle, you'll see a lot of products that say sport on them, whether it's in the deodorant or the body wash or the soap or the sunscreen aisles. Um, but none of those formulas have um, formulations that are designed for the athlete, and they're also full of questionable chemicals. And so it really stood out to us that there was, still wasn't a player in the space addressing this uh, from the perspective of what do athletes need um, to, to get out on the field and perform at their peak. Well, I'll tell you this. You guys sent me some product, and I love it so far. I was just down in L.A., your neck of the woods, and, uh, you know, I'm a ginger. I'm fair-skinned. I love the uh, sunscreen, and my daughter used it as well. And, you know, I think, like you said, the fact that it doesn't have chemicals in it and it's natural uh, substances and the deodorant and all those things, you're really hitting at the heart of the athlete. Was that part of your pitch to Kobe Bryant, James Harden, and others that, you know, help us figure out the best products for athletes like yourself to use? Yeah, our, our, our whole conversation centered on the fact that, you know, you really care about what you wear when you're on the field. You, you need to have the right shoes and the right shorts and the right shirts and what have you. You really care about your nutrition and, and what you put in your body. 
Um, and so you look to the power bars of this world and protein brands and what have you. And then if you look to the chemicals you put on your skin every day, multiple times a day, you know, that's one area that very few brands have thought about um, and really no one has addressed in the way that we've tackled it. The, 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 the unique approach that we have is that we do look at the world of, of natural ingredients. We look at um, rich botanicals that give you a performance edge. Um, so our deodorant has matcha in it. It also has arrowroot, which, which acts as a sort of natural moisture wicking uh, agent. But what we also do and we consider are good chemicals. Not all chemicals are bad. And the reason we do that is because all natural uh, skincare products um, can leave you hanging and they, can, they, they don't perform. So if your deodorant might stop working after three hours or your all-mineral sunscreen might stop working after an hour in the sun. And so we straddle that really interesting divide between better-for-you ingredients that we supplement the formulas with and then a, a list of chemicals that we deem safe and acceptable for athlete's skin. And that allows us to look at performance skincare products like sunscreen, which are really difficult to formulate. Um, but we're also going to be soon launching a number of other products in addition to the one that we have that really address um, sort of almost clinical strength level um, um, application and, and, and sort of problem solving. And so that's really what we went to talk to the athletes about when I first sat down with Kobe. You know, we, sh- we showed him all of the fragrances, which he really wanted to get into the detail on. We showed him the, uh, we had gone through probably 200 iterations of our deodorant. Um, he wanted to apply these, so he took the products away with him and spent about two or three weeks testing them, sharing them with his athlete community. Um, and the other pitch that we that we we put out there, and, and when we spoke to, to you know Kobe and James and uh, Juju and Javi and uh, all these fantastic athletes was, look, we're we're not looking for an, uh, just a, a, a generic endorsers here. We're looking for business partners. We want you guys to come into the business, and just like Nike, that was born on the track and field with athletes and testing, you know, tested by by athletes day in and day out. Our goal is to have athletes at the highest level, but also young up, up-and-comers helping us inform our product development process. So is that, that was really the pitch. Is that why you bring in the athletes before you've launched? So they're really bought in and part of the fabric of the company from day one versus launching the company and then looking for the right athlete partners after you've launched? 100%. You can't be a sports brand that's uh, with a with a north star that serves the athlete. If you don't have athletes in your business, and so I mean, I'm a former athlete. I, I, I rode in college. I've also, you know, everyone on my team is in one way, shape, or form uh, in in the world of sport, or you know, whether they're performing it or they're spectators or you know, passionate. One way or the other, they understand the world of the athlete, and then athletes who are professional athletes and out there training and have gone through the through that you know career progression of you know, starting as the as the kid who doesn't know anything and going through to to the to the highest of levels, that journey um, plays back uh, to us in our product development process. And so, certain things that are not necessarily obvious, like confidence, you know, and the mental game, which is you know nine tenths of the law. Of course, physical ability is everything, but that mental edge when you're out there and you're feeling strong and you're feeling confident, you're going to go after it. That that plays back into um, skincare products because, of course, of the fragrances that are in the products and how it makes your skin feel. Um, and so we, we, get to, we get to really tackle a lot of really juicy and big questions when we work with athletes. And it's not just about 
hey, is this going to really sort of last eight hours a day? That's a fairly easy test, but it's much more the questions of how does this feel when your skin is is experiencing a lot of friction? How does this feel in, in high heat? How does this feel when you're off the court and you're applying it in the shower or you've taken three or four showers because you take, you know, you're, you're constantly exercising. So what athletes put their bodies through um, and their brains through um, in the process of per, uh, performing, you know, all of that plays back and is really integral to, to great product design. And that's why we thought it was so important to have athletes deeply rooted in our business from day one. There are many companies that would envy the stable of athletes that you have. We have lots of entrepreneurs who listen to this show. Here's the million-dollar question. How did you get meetings with those athletes to sit down with you, get their attention, show them the product, and get them involved? Because that's really impressive. How did we do it? Yeah, how do you, I mean, you know, everyone wants to get to Kobe Bryant or James Harden or Javier Baez. Not everyone can get meetings with them, pitch them effectively, and get them on board as partners. It's really impressive. Right. Well, you know, I think one thing is is you have to um, you have to consider um, a number of building blocks that play into a to a, to a good conversation with someone. Uh, certainly, someone of uh, at the, the, the level of, of Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, they've seen they've seen all sorts of highs. They've seen all sorts of lows. They're involved in some incredible businesses. Of course, Kobe was involved with Body Armor, and that was a huge success. Um, he's at a stage in his career which is very exciting. He's, he's, you know, obviously not playing anymore, and he wants to build build companies that he believes in, and that, that excites him. So he was in a headspace where he was he's looking for and open to opportunities that really marry with um, his ability to play an important business uh, role uh, in shaping a company from day one. Um, you know, he's not he's not someone who um, is excited about just endorsing a product that 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 that's that's peanuts to someone like Kobe. Uh, that's table stakes. So so for him, how can he forge a business together with the entrepreneur in the field? That 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 was one of the sort of key criteria, I think, for him. But it's also a case of, you know, in the skincare space, a lot of folks go in there and they they create these. $15, $20 products that are sort of on the, let's call it, mastige end of the pricing spectrum. And and that's not exciting. Um, it's not exciting to me as an entrepreneur. It's not exciting to, to someone like Kobe who touches people of all walks of life across the across the world. Um, and so when you're when you're you know coming to the table with something that can scale and can be sold in a, a convenience store in Alabama, but also a large department store in New York. Um, and is potentially sort of, you know, um, accessible from a price perspective. All of our products are sub $10. That starts to play back into into his assessment of the opportunity. And then, of course, another of the building blocks is, you know, do you have do you have the chops? Do you have a track record? Do you have the right partners? Do you have quality uh, assurance in the business to ensure that these products are going to be uh, of, of a very sort of high integrity um, every time that you, you, know, you do your production runs? Um, and then probably the most important aspect, of course, is the magic that sits in the brand and the message and the purpose and the reason why. And if those things are as dialed in as what he has helped build with brands like Nike, where he sees that, you know, the, the, the creative and the art direction and the, the philosophies underpinning your strategies are such that they are timeless and they transcend um, and they're not just marketing guff then I think all of those things come together. And so we started with Kobe. 
Kobe, I, I think of him as our as our Yoda. He's you know he's a legend. Yeah. He, he he's 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 an amazing partner, and so that demonstrates you know an initial buy-in and, and and credibility and confidence. And then the the doors kind of open from there, and and you get your shot to talk to these folks, and and it snowballs. And and as long as you can deliver. And as long as you're um, not overstating things, and, and and you're you're able to to make them part of the journey in a way that they, you know, they can, despite busy schedules, stay involved. I think that's that that bodes well for 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 a really healthy partnership. And so I think I think we've managed to do that. It's been an amazing roller coaster so far. We launched in October of last year. Um, we're now the fastest selling men's skincare brand online in the country. Um, and we've got we've had amazing opportunities to launch products with our partners at Amazon, um, where we launched a, a new deodorant fragrance on Prime Day, and it became the number one best-selling deodorant in the country in, inside of about ten minutes. Um, and and it's it's been a thrill to, to be online only. So so we have a .dot com, and we also on Amazon, and, and you can see from the ratings that I think people are really impressed with the quality of the products. Yeah. So two more questions. Uh... Your stable of athletes, are you set with your stable? Are you looking to add other athletes if the right opportunity comes up? Yep. So, so the, the way that we constructed our, our athlete, I call them our sort of round table, um, is, is um, we, we have athletes from many different sports. So we've got Javi Baez from the Cubs, Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers, um, James Harden from the Rockets. But we've also got some amazing athletes in action sports. So Ryan Sheckler is a skateboarding legend. Uh, Sage Erickson has just won her second U.S. Open Surfing Championship. Um, Ken Roxon is a motocross and supercross star, um, and that's a whole sport I knew very little about, to be honest. But as I start got to know Ken and I got to spend time in that in that industry, I was just amazed by the standards of athleticism. These guys are probably the most fittest athletes in the world because they're pushing around this 600-pound bike. Um, it's it, you know the, the sport plays out in arenas with eighty thousand sellout uh, you know um, att- 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 attendance and so you've got um, you know fourteen year old kids who, from who live in 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 the city going out to an arena to to watch Ken um, and then we've got um, and, and so so that gives us that gives us a variety of, of athletes um, and um, different ethnicities and ages and genders um, and. and as a as a start, I think what we've established is um, is a great sort of 360 um, uh, approach to bringing athletes of all walks of life into the business. And I think in the future, what we're going to do is we're going to continue to engage athletes across different sports, across different stages of their careers. Um, but we're not necessarily looking to, to go and sign you know another 20 or 30 athletes just to have them on our roster. I think for us, every one of the athletes that's on board today. Um, has the has the mindset and the perspective that we want in the startup, um, and they bring a real sense of diversity to to the table, and that's that's really what matters at this stage. We also have about 600 um, micro athletes that are sort of uh, folks that people know on social channels. They might be coaches or trainers, um, and that community is very large. Um, so we don't just work with celebrities; we work with athletes across the spectrum. We 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 were involved with a great bo- young boxer who's about 17 years old um, in uh, Flint, Michigan, um, and he's uh, he's an incredible athlete, and his father and he train uh, around the clock, and we, we posted some stuff on social, and we get huge amounts of inspiration from that, too. So so to answer your question, we're always open. We're always talking to, to folks, but 
um, what's really exciting to us is to make sure that we that we're um, that we're um, we're bringing athletes of all walks of life across all spectrums of their career into the business in, 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 a, in a way that uh, allows us to pursue our mission. And then the last question, uh, you just kind of touched on it, but it's available at artofsport.com. It's available on Amazon. What is your sales strategy? Are you going to really just keep it online? Will you be in retail? Where can people find your product? So we're, we um, we launched online um, on dot com primarily, and you can subscribe to our products there. It's a little bit like um, some of the other sort of body care products that you might have seen, um, uh, where you can get it delivered to your door every two to three months. That's been convenient for people who really are bought into it, love what we're doing, and have tried the products. There's a trial kit that lets you try the products uh, up front for about five dollars. Lets you try everything. Um, and, and then what we also decided to do was put it on Amazon because we knew that that was, you know, incredibly convenient for people. Um, it would also allow people to try the product if they weren't willing to go through the sort of subscription stuff. Um, and, and it also gives us kind of social validation with people leaving reviews. And, and so you're really, you're really at the mercy of, of, of customers there. So, so, so we, we felt that was important. We felt confident in our products, but we wanted, we wanted to throw it out and see how it would perform in the marketplace. Um, and, and, and what we found is Amazon is a, is a rocket ship. It's an incredible platform for, 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 uh, personal care products, for skincare products. Uh, there aren't a lot of players doing what we do and, and very few people are going after the men's market the way we are. So we saw, we saw huge growth from that and that's kept us very busy. But what we've also found is that, um, you know, I think modern brands today have to think in through the lens of omnichannel and, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about how retailers are dying, but that's not necessarily true. There are uh, several retailers out there who are thriving, in fact. And so we have really good relationships with all of them. Uh, we know them. We know their teams very well. Uh, we understand what their challenges are. Uh, they're looking for big brands that they can bring to, to their customers that are you know, big enough platforms to really sort of speak to the nation. And so we have plans there. I can't speak to it specifically, but I can say that um, in very in, in the short term, we will be omnipresent, um, and, and we're working on something that's that's going to be very very big. In fact, it'll be the biggest of its kind, um, and I'm excited for that because it'll mean that that customers can find us everywhere. Well, I'm no Kobe Bryant or James Harden, but I am an active person. I stand up paddleboard, I play basketball, and I love your product. I've tried the shampoo and conditioner, I've tried the body wash, I've used the deodorant, and like I said, we used the sunscreen when we were just in Los Angeles, and I really, really like your product. Congratulations on all your success, and uh, hopefully you can join us again on Sports Business Radio. Fantastic, and we'll send you the uh, new exfoliating bar because it will scrub your skin into the newest, freshest layer that you've ever, that you've, your skin's ever had. <laughs> but uh, I love that you love the products and we'd love feedback and we're always iterating. So um, anything you've got for us um, to, to improve it, please let us know. And, and thank you for having me on the show. It was a real pleasure. Matthias Metternich, he is the co-founder and CEO of Art of Sport. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. One word you wouldn't typically associate with a dress shirt is comfort. However, the folks over at Mizzen in Maine are changing this. Their shirts are incredibly comfortable. Mizzen in Maine makes dress shirts for men that fixes everything that's ever been wrong with shirts for so long. Their shirts breathe, stretch, and wick away moisture. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. 
They've taken the hassle out of looking great through wrinkle resistance and the ability to wash your shirts at home. No more last-minute ironing. No more after-work trips to the dry cleaner. It's a shirt that's worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. Head over to MizzenInMain.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenInMain.com, code SBR. I can tell you one thing. I'll be wearing Mizzen in Maine dress shirts at all future sports business radio roadshows and sports PR summit events. I can't wait. My guest is Jay Sharman. He is the Teamworks Media co-founder and CEO. LaVita Baseball is the nation's leading English-speaking Latino baseball digital media company, which launched in 2017 as a partnership between Teamworks Media and the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. In the two seasons since its inception, LaVita Baseball has amassed more than 330,000 followers across its social platforms. You can find LaVita Baseball on Twitter at LaVita Baseball. You can also find them online at LaVitaBaseball.com. Well, Jay, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Brian. So we've kind of set up what LaVita Baseball is, uh, the framework of it, but explain to us there was obviously a void that needed to be filled here. How did you identify this void and maybe tell our listeners how you're filling it on a number of different platforms? Sure, it's a great question. I mean, I think, you know, first of all, I always point out that um, as the owner of the company, I'm actually not Latino. So I have an interesting perspective in the fact that from a business perspective, this started as a conversation with the National Baseball Hall of Fame and they were trying to better connect with the Latino community um, in general because of the obvious reasons of baseball being um, continuing the roster composition and fan growth to be coming from uh, the Latino population. And when we started talking to them about how to better connect, we started doing research of what was out there in terms of content. And what we saw the ESPNs and the Foxes and everyone else were doing was just taking general baseball content and having translated Spanish versions and, and not having a true by Latino for Latino perspective on baseball. And then we started, we just couldn't find it in the U S. And so we saw a gaping hole and said, this seems like a pretty obvious gap in the marketplace that needs to be filled, did some market research and talked to um, what in many cases became our staff about, uh, about the, about this need and the excitement level and the need that we talked to um, across the media was was pretty evident. We said we got to we've got to go fill this gap. And to your point, I think the the story angle was we need to be providing something of unique value. It's you can go to ESPN or team blogs for stats and facts. What we really saw was there just was a lack of human interest storytelling around Latino players and Latino fan bases. Um, so that really became the driver for us. It's not about wins and losses. It's about stories that will move people or a unique perspective through the Latino lens. And, and that's what we try to do every day. So Front Office Sports did an article on you guys recently. And in that article, it says, as recently as 2017, nearly 32% of opening day rosters in MLB were Latino, second behind white players at roughly 58%. And as we just discussed, you know, there's definitely this void that's been there because no one's doing the storytelling on the Latino players. And as you can see by the stats, that's a big number, 32% of the baseball players. 
Yeah, it's huge. And I mean, I think if you look at the U.S. population, one in five is Latino, right? It's it's not. <laughs> yes, it's a uh, technically a minority, but that's a pretty big population. It's 60 million, 60 plus million people, right? 60 to 70 million people. Um, so it's a pretty big market. And then, you know, I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I saw, and I've talked to executives at major media companies, the ESPNs, the Turners, the, the even MLB, is that Latino equals Spanish. And I think what most non-Latinos don't understand is that two out of three Latino sports fans consume sports media in English first. Hmm. Um, and so that's probably, I mean, candidly, it, there's an oversimplification in sports media of Latino equals Spanish language, and it's a lot more complex than that. Um, and so our content is 80 to 85% English with maybe 15 to 20% Spanish. The Spanish content that we do do is when we do a player interview, we want them to be able to do it in their language of choice so that, and, and many um, of the, you know, many of the players, a Latin American who prefer to do it in Spanish, and then, you know, we'll, we'll do subtitles in English and, or even translate in real time if it's a one-on-one interview. So um, it's kind of a unique, it's a unique thing that I think not many non-Latinos think about, especially from a media consumption perspective. So LaVita Baseball Live is your platform's daily video outlet. It has surpassed 5.8 million in total audience reach in just five months. That seems to be like your anchor show, and then yeah. everything else revolves around that. Yeah, we, we, we uh, it's very much our anchor show, and uh, it's four hours a day, Monday through Friday. And the whole premise was it's supposed to be by the fans and for the fans. So we want the, the more engagement we get, the better the show. It's a little Wayne's Worldy. It's intentionally not hot. It's not an MLB Tonight studio, right? It's literally shot in uh, Levita Baseball's parent company's um, headquarters, which is in Chicago. Um, and, and we kind of wanted to have that, you know, social media friendly, could be in your apartment type of feel to it. Um, but we're pretty excited about it. It's been, a, it's been an enormous... Uh, touchstone for us developing relationships, um, getting interviews with major league players. And, you know, with technology today, all you need to be able to do is like have a cell phone and you can be on the show. You know, and we're literally from like the Astros press box last week off of a, off of a iPhone, you know, with a whole host of folks. And so it gives us a lot more flexibility and portability to kind of, you know, the the goal is not to be a bunch of talking heads. Uh, The goal is how can we take people, to places where uh, they don't maybe get to go. And so one of my favorite examples of that is recently Edgar Martinez, before he uh, induction weekend in the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, the Seattle Mariners legender got, got a, a tour with the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame, and he had never been there before. And LaVita was live on the show going through the Hall of Fame with him, and fans were able to ask questions that we were able to ask directly to Edgar. And that's, those are some of my favorite examples, kind of giving people access both visually and then from a, you know, just asking in a comment on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever it may be, um, a way to participate in the show. Now, it's great. And then I know this week you guys announced a landmark content partnership with the Houston Chronicle and your coverage of the Astros, the Rangers, and other features of interest. That was really interesting to me because, you know, you see all these media outlets cutting back on coverage. So the fact that, 
you know, Houston Chronicle and Levita Baseball are making a deal, that was noteworthy to me. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? There's no no secret that newspapers are struggling, staffs are getting cut, you know, um, sports departments are a, fra- a fraction of what they used to be. And so to be able to bring um, content to somebody as noted as the Houston Chronicle and it's such a key market for us in the U.S., uh, it, it's, it's a win-win, and it's a great brand for us, and it's also, you know, for them, it helps fulfill a need of they want quality content, you know, to try to engage as many fans, so... We're really excited about that, and we're hoping to replicate that very soon in other markets. Um, you know, just luck of the draw, the Astros seem to be, you know, just having a killer baseball season. And from a roster perspective, that you know, they, they may be the gold standard for most amount of superstar Latino players on one team. So works out pretty well. No, I was going to say you could totally replicate that in other markets. And as we just said, the media is declining. So if you can come in and supplement the coverage of those newspapers or those media outlets in that market, I would think that would be a real asset. Yeah, we think so, too. Um, The other thing that we've been doing, and we haven't really um, promoted this as much because it's been more of an experiment, is we've actually been working with specific Major League Baseball players. So like in the month of July we did some stuff with Nelson Cruz where he was, he was a distribution platform. Hmm. So we see players. So he was sharing our content on his social media feeds. He had a fundraiser and a panel discussion that we streamed on our live show. And so um, Irvin Santana is doing stuff with us. Um, He's promoting our show and we're promoting some of his initiatives. And so it's kind of a, it's kind of a unique day and age where the Houston Chronicle is a Mr. is a media partner, but then so is Nelson Cruz. Um, and, and that's really exciting for us when you kind of look at the landscape through that lens. Um, we look at every major league player as its own media brand. So the potential is pretty limitless there in terms of the amount of partnerships that we can create. Well, it's very smart because some of these players have as much or more followers yeah. than the team does. And, and so I think it is, you know, we say that a lot on this show, that the players are brands and that they are their own media platforms individually. And I think it's smart that you're partnering with the players and looking at it through the, that lens. Yeah, and I think, you know, and this isn't a slam. I mean, you probably see it too, Brian. It's like the players, especially current players, you know, they usually have somebody handling their social media if they're very sophisticated. And if not, a lot of them who are big-name players just – they're not adept at it. Maybe they're good at Instagram or one platform, but not from like a cross-platform strategy. And so just like the Houston Chronicle, um, it has challenges in terms of providing enough quality content, right, for that insatiable sports fan. We look at the, the players in the same way. Like we're actually can help them by creating content that's relevant to their fan base that includes them. So um, that's pretty exciting for us as well. Just a few minutes left. Uh, you have partnerships with Tops and 47 Brand. Explain mm-hmm. to our audience what those look like and what do you look for in a partner? Yeah, I mean, I think we started with um, so with Tops and Stand 47. Uh, we're looking for really, and they're looking, more importantly, it's what they're looking for, it's where you can match. You know, Tops is looking for a way to connect in a authentic way to the Latino audience right, as opposed to just general marketing, which seems like a no-brainer. Because we have four hours of that daily live show, we can do some really interesting things. So and we really, it's called, we call it a live show. It's really, if you think about it, it's like a network 
because we have a series of shows, like 30-minute, 15-minute shows that make up the four hours every day. So, for example, with Tops, we created a, uh, a weekly Tops show where we're actually, we've got our talent on camera, fans are engaged, and we're going to Tops headquarters, and we're talking about uh, the Francisco Lindor limited edition package that they made up and, and the backstory on it to give context to it. And so it's not just advertising, it's really branded content where we pull the brands into the show. For 47, we have LaVita baseball hats. This is one of my favorite things that we do. And it's there's a little bit of guerrilla marketing, but the players love the gear. Like the players love LaVita. Um, the thing that we've done best is build our brand with the players and teams. So there's recognition there. And what we do is we put country of origin on the side of the hat. So if it's Javi Baez and the Cubs, he gets a uh, Levita hat with the Puerto Rico uh, flag on the side. And the guys just love something as simple as that. They just love it, right? It's just like it speaks to them. And so 47 saw that and saw what we were doing, and they wanted to be associated with that. So it's, it's really about how to authentically connect with their audience um, as opposed to more traditional advertising. And having that four hours a day, gives us the flexibility to just try stuff and experiment. So it's fun. We've got, we're very lucky to have partners who are willing to experiment and try new things with us. So what's your relationship with major league baseball? And I've got to feel that they see that you're filling a void and you know, there could be a future partnership there, right? Yeah, we've had a partnership with them already actually. And in, uh, in 2017, they hired us to do a series, a digital series called um, Fanaticos, which is around, Latino super fans. And so we did a six part digital episodic series that ran on major league baseball's, um, lost Mayores account and, um, are on La Vida baseball as well. And these are like, you know, kind of the sports centery type human interest features that were really high produced. And, and they hired us for that. We have a great relationship with them. They know they're very much aware of us. We talk and we continue, we're continuing to try to find new ways to work together um, obviously they have quite a few more resources than we do, but I think what's really worked is they, to the point earlier, they've really focused, um, they have a Spanish brand called Las Mayores, which is focused on Latin America specifically. And then they have general MLB, which is focused on the general major league baseball market. And so they appreciate and understand what we're doing. Um, they've supported us. We have access to every major league ballpark, um, through them, right, for the credentials. And so they're very aware of what we're doing, and it's been a very friendly partnership, and hopefully we continue to grow that. Before I let you go, Teamworks Media, you were the co-founder and CEO. Obviously, Levita Baseball is one of your, your anchor properties, but what else is mm-hmm. Teamworks Media doing? Oh, it's, we've been in business for uh, 19 years, and so we're really well-known in the sports space, For but we're doing all kinds of neat things right now. I mean, we are the marketing partner for the Big Ten Conference. So in the Big Ten Network, we have a whole digital media property we've built for them. Uh, we recently launched a, a tennis property called Tennis Worthy with the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Those are not Latino-specific. Those are just more general market, international-inspiring tennis, tennis stories. So, um, you know, all kinds of fun stuff going on. But it's I think Teamworks at its core, it's, it's, Levita is a really good example of how we can build large-scale branded storytelling. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the thing that gets us most excited about LaVita Baseball, the stories are great, and, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to connect with the fans. But I think we feel at a higher level our storytelling is giving uh, the Latino community a place to connect and have a voice 
through the platform of baseball. And that's, at the end of the day, what, what gets us really excited is the potential of what a platform can do. So, Jay Sharman, TeamWorks Media co-founder and CEO. You can find more information about LaVita Baseball at LaVitaBaseball.com or follow them on Twitter at LaVita Baseball. Jay, thanks for joining us. Continued success to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Brian, thanks a ton for having me on. Really appreciate it. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. I can't tell you how many times over the years on Sports Business Radio that a PR person is asked to listen in on my interviews with their CEO, GM, coach, or athlete. They also want to call us in our studio so that we don't have the phone number of the high-profile person who is calling us for our interview. Blinder has developed a technology that solves these issues that have existed for years. Use Blinder's unique technology to connect your athlete, coach, or executive's personal phone for any interview without sharing their private information. Remotely control the phone interviews, set start and finish times, monitor online or with the Blinder mobile app, and listen to a recording of the call at any time for complete peace of mind. With Blinder, you're finally in control. The system works globally from any phone line. Scheduling a call takes seconds. Customizable push notifications ensure a connection, and no one needs to download anything to make or receive a call. PR people everywhere should be using this helpful technology. Blinder is now the technology we use for the official guest line for Sports Business Radio. Learn how to start your free trial by visiting blinderhq.com backslash sbradio. Now we're talking. Guests appearing on Sports Business Radio will receive a dress shirt from Mizzen and Maine. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. No more dry cleaning and no wrinkles. It's a shirt that has worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. It's the most comfortable dress shirt I've ever worn. Head on over to MizzenMain.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenAndMain.com, code SBR. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. And we want to remind you all the great places you can get the Sports Business Radio podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Tune in wherever you get your podcast, you can find Sports Business Radio. So download us for on-demand listening. Subscribe, rate, and review us as well. We always appreciate the reviews. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio.